Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host. So sad today. Um, car is back. The car, my car is back in action. Um, I've got my trusty hound by my side, Pickle, and I'm having today some laughing cow cheeses. Um, you know the laughing cow. It's the one that's shaped like the it's the circle, and then you open up the package, and it's got the wedges. Um, having the Swiss light. Um, hadn't had any laughing cow in a couple of moons, and then. Uh, had a run-in with some of it in the supermarket, and now I've probably bought three, gone through three wheels of it this week. Um, it's nice. It reminds me of being like seven years old at my grandmom Eve's on her couch. Um, I'm eating laughing cow cheese off of china paper plates. Um, I'm also eating Cocoa Krispies, and she is running the vacuum cleaner under my feet as uh, crumbs fall to the floor while I eat. Um, That, to me, is the laughing cow cheese. It's a very... And it's like I would go there for three days, and it's like morning two of the visit, so I've still got a lot of time with Grandmom, Um, which is great news because she lets me do whatever the fuck I want, and um, is full of imagination and makes me feel like I'm a special person. Um, my, I had a therapist say to me, you know, that I would be a lot more fucked up if I hadn't had a, a grandma. Um, or, well, I had, all my grandparents actually were pretty, were pretty loving. Um, and I think that was really helpful. Um, so, you know, Okay, Grandma Meve, thank you. I'm not as fucked up as I could be, thanks to you. Um, and Grandma Meve, actually, Grandma Meve sold um, vacuum cleaners. Well, first she sold frying pans. She sold frying pans for 20 years. And um, a couple years before she died, she gave me this bracelet that she had gotten from the department store where she worked. They'd given it to her for 20 years. It was gold. I'm not sure if it's real or fake, but, um, and it has two, and it has a little gold frying pan and two tiny diamonds, maybe faux diamonds, like where the eggs would be, each for a decade of her service there. And I, um, and then after she did frying pans, she sold vacuum cleaners for a long time. Hannah Hoover, Hoover vacuum cleaners. Um, I just bought a new vacuum cleaner um, because I am now, I've just moved into this new house and I was like, fuck, I really should buy a Hoover in honor of Grandmom, but instead I got something called the Shark. I was like up at like three in the morning in bed um, reading reviews of vacuum cleaners. This is what happened when I move into a new place, I get very like material earthy for about two months. Like, I get very obsessive about everything that I buy, where everything goes. Um, And then I completely um, never do anything to the house where or the apartment where I'm living again. It just becomes like a space. And I could be living um, in a hole, and it would be fine. Um, But those two months, I don't know what it is. I think it's like, it's the newness. It's the feeling that, like, everything suddenly matters. 
some kind of blank slate. And it's also the feeling of, like, powerlessness and a loss of control, you know, because I'm, like, in this new... I mean, I haven't... I didn't move this time very far from where I was living, but um, I'll, I'll pick, like, one thing, one or two things, and I'll sort of tether myself to them because if, if the other stuff feels overwhelming and I'm like, all right, if I can just get this right, you know, so I spent like a good hour and a half reading these reviews of vacuum cleaners. And then I was like, I'm not going to even buy a vacuum cleaner. And then I was at, um, bloodbath and beyond today. And I was like, I'm going to get that vacuum cleaner. So the vacuum cleaner is happening. We'll see if it makes it out of the box. Um, and I did not get a Hoover. I got a shark, um, which, the review says that they're really good, but if you, um, they, they don't stand very well. The, like, top falls off or something when they fall. I don't know. So I'm, pro- I'm probably going to knock it over. But, um, but that's where I'm at. And the other thing that I'm finding myself really obsessing about with this move, which I tend to do with a lot of my moves, is my candles. Um, I'm a big candle person. Um, candles and incense I've always used candles in my meditation practice um I enjoy I'm a I've always been a pyro um I've always enjoyed fire the first time I started playing fire I was in third grade and my best friend Deva shout out Deva still a, a friend of mine came over she brought incense and nail polish and and other kinds of I don't know some kind of lipstick and it was like you know we weren't we no one was doing drugs yet so this was like kind of the first sort of bad girl kind of stuff and it was the incense and I remember we just burned incense all night and it was like it felt really grown up and dark and like um like dark side like I think it was like the closest maybe it wasn't third grade maybe it was like fifth But it was, like, the closest we, like, could get to drugs and smoking cigarettes, like, without having gotten to that stage yet. Um, But so with these candles, I'm, like, basically what I'll do is I'll just, like, go from room to room and kind of, like, like, uh, everything else is still in boxes, but I need to know that the candles are all aligned in their right rooms. And if I can just get the candles right... It's not even like a, a witchcraft thing. It's it's sort of an aesthetic thing. I don't really know. I think it's just like a thing I pick that like if I can just get the candles right, then, you know, I imagine that I will be feel whole or feel um, like enough. Actually, it's less about feeling like enough if I do get the candles right and more about not feeling like enough if the candles aren't right. You know, like I have to get them. They have to be just so. Um, but I, I've always loved fire. And um, I'm trying to think, is fire my favorite element? What are the elements? There's fire, water, air, earth. Um, earth? I mean, I'm an earth sign. I'm a Virgo. People ask me a lot, like, about my relationship with astrology because I do write horoscopes for a newsletter. Um, and um, it's weird for me to see, like, astrology so popular now because I got really into astrology when I was 19. I'm like, bitch, astrology before it was cool. Like, I was into astrology before you were. No, actually, I think, like, the first cert- uh the first incarnation in the United States, like, that people were obsessed with it was, like, the 60s, 70s. So, I'm not claiming to be cooler than anyone who is deeply into astrology now. But, when I was 19, 
a few um, a few a few minutes ago um, I got really I, I went through a breakup and um oh and during this breakup I actually became like obsessed with fake cheese product like I would only eat um like I was kind of existing on like easy cheese do you remember easy cheese I fucking love easy cheese is anything better than easy cheese easy cheese look this laughing cow cheese is good easy cheese is like you know and and fuck a cracker you just spray that shit right from the can into your mouth um I also like the whiz cheese whiz is pretty good but there was nothing so I was really into easy cheese and I was also eating like Tostitos cheese dip um and then I was also getting those bags of candy where you like pick all the different candies so it was like I feel like every episode like I feel like every day of my life I'm talking about those fucking candies like you know you go to the candy store and it's like what do you put in there like you get some you get some worms you get some gummy cokes some of the um the peaches are fucking good. I like licorice all sorts, which I know makes me, like, an old British lady. But I fuck with those. Um, the Hershey's Minis. Um, Hershey's Kisses. Uh, fucking chocolate-covered pretzels go in there. Um, licorice nibs. Love a nib. Love a nib. Um, yeah. So and, and so I was kind of existing on, like, that on like the spray cheese and the um the bags of candy and oh and also I was eating a lot of um chicken parm calzones and buffalo chicken calzones like I was just eating like shit I gained like 40 pounds um I couldn't stop eating um I was I I had gone through this breakup um and basically like I had initiated the breakup that was the thing like we were I had gone to flat tire um and we were, he came to help me, like, change it in in the giant Bronco that I talked about last week or the week before. And he had come to help me change it, and we were sitting there, and I was just like, I don't know, I just felt, like, very kind of just a little ornery and, like, a little just bored of everything. And I was like, you know, I just want to stir the pot a little. And I was like, what if we just broke up? And I don't think I was even, like, necessarily wanting to break up. I didn't, like, not want to break up. But I don't know that I, like, wanted to break up. And I was expecting, you know, I was kind of doing that thing where you, like, want them to be like, please stay, I love you. And instead he was like, yeah, that that does seem like a good idea. And I was like, fuck. So immediately I was in the position of, like, no power, you know? Like, Like, I was suddenly trying to get him back. So that whole semester... So then, like, suddenly I wanted him more than ever because now, you know, he, he was not mine. And that whole semester, um, I would hook up with – I hooked up with him a couple more times. Like, I planned these little things where, like, I remember, like – I don't know. I, like, I would hear, like, certain music and I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, plan, plan a moment where we, like, fuck to this music. Fucking to music was, like, really important to me. Um, it was also really important to my sister. I think I can show this story. My sister wanted to lose her virginity to this song by the Indigo Girls, which is such a strange thing to lose, especially as a hetero person, to to lose your virginity to the Indigo Girls. She wanted to lose her virginity to the song by the Indigo Girls called Virginia Woolf. Um, and in the beginning of Virginia Woolf, there's like a violin solo or some sort of stringed instrument, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. And... Um, and then, then the song comes on, and they're like, they published your diary. That's how I got to know you. So, anyway, so my sis was like, 
at my parents' house. My parents were out, and she was, like, hooking up with her boyfriend. Um, and, like, they decided to have sex. So she's like, wait. And she put on the song. But he, like, came so fast, it, like, literally, like, it got, like, four notes into the violin solo. Like, it was just, like, dun, dun, dun. And, like, the sex was over. So, but sex, music and sex, like, I was always trying to create, you know, I wanted an experience. Like, it was all about the experience. Um, And now I actually find that fucking without music is kind of better for me because I have such trouble concentrating. Like, I can fuck to, like, I'll do, like, a real ambient situation, you know? Like, an Aphex Twin is cool um, in the background, but, like, um, or, like, an, yeah, like, an Aphex Twin esque or a boards of canada esque type or like um i don't know you know anything ambient there's a dj i like right now ross his name's ross from friends i haven't fucked to him but i just you know he's electronic i like his shit um but but like i just um you know now it's like i don't know i need all the wherewithal i need all the focus i can get but back then i was still faking orgasm so it was all about sort of this performative musical experience but so a couple of times you know we like hooked up and then I went and did my semester abroad and while I was abroad I became like really obsessed with him you know and we kind of discussed we decided we were going to get back together when I got back um to college and and the first time I saw him when I got back it was very disappointing because I was like wait you kind of have a rat tail like, I, like his hair was, like, in this rat tail, but it was, like, I had so spent, like, six months of my life, which, you know, at age, like, 20 is, like, that's, like, 10 years. I had so spent so many months, like, scheming and trying to win him back and, like, waiting for the moment and so excited that, like, I, I, I got back together with him, you know, because it's, like, what else are you going to do? Like, you can't admit to yourself that this was all a fantasy. I mean, you can, but, you know, whatever. Um, and then we broke up like, you know, 50 more times because that's, that's what you do. So anyway, but when I was trying to lure him back in or lure somebody in, like I basically, I, I, when I was in the, when I was deep in the fake cheese, oh yeah. And also when I went and studied abroad, I, um, I, I, right before I went, I, I got introduced to this like trucker speed. They don't sell it anymore, but it's like ephedra. They sold it at like 7-Eleven. They sold it as diet pills. And so I just did that for like six months and, um, and also, um, a lot of ecstasy all the time and, um, lost all the fake cheese weight. But prior to losing all the fake cheese weight, um, I got really into astrology and I started like, um, cause I wanted to like kind of. I don't know. I, I figured, like, if I could learn everything about love and shit, then I could either, like, get this guy back or I could, like, you know, will the universe into, like, you know, any fucking schmo that I hooked up with that I liked, I could, like, you know, make them my boyfriend. You know, it's like... And, like, I mean, even up until a couple of years ago, I've Googled, like, how to seduce Scorpio. Like, you know, I'm not above this. But it was really, for me... A control, like it was astrology as a control thing. Like I thought that I could kind of take this ancient system, but a system devised by humans, and sort of lay it on the universe, and then like make the universe comply with my wishes. You know, like if I could just, I'm figuring it out, right? Like I could just figure it out. And since then, um, I would say my my spirituality. I will use that word. 
um, is a lot less about trying to control the universe um, and a lot more about acceptance of what the universe is bringing me um, and also listening to the will of the universe. You know, um, one thing that's that's very helpful for me and that I that I learned a couple of uh, I guess, I don't know, it's been almost a decade now that I've known this expression is, someone said to me, God's will is never urgent. And what that means to me is when I'm like forcing something to happen, when I feel like I have to make something happen, I have to make this person fall in love with me. I have to m- make, um, I have to get these fucking candles. You know, I have to, um, I have to accomplish or achieve this thing now. Um, I have to ignore my intuition and, um, and do something because I feel compelled, even though my intuit, there's a, there's a quiet, there's a still quiet voice, which might be the voice of God or the universe or higher power or whatever you want to call it. Um, higher self, whatever, not being a fucking idiot, that voice, the voice of not being like a self will run idiot. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling like I got it has to happen and it has to happen now, that's usually a good time to to hit pause. But, so and that's sort of where I am now. So astrology, you know, it doesn't really as it's sort of laid out, it doesn't really work with that. But I'm also sort of like a one of those people who has been raised Catholic and leaves the church but still sort of believes in hell. So, like, I don't believe in astrology, per, like, as it is. You know, like, I'm not going to go read my... Because you can read, like, seven horoscopes till you find the one that says this is your lucky love week. You know? Like, none of them may say it, and then you're like, fuck. And, like, on the sixth one, you're like, oh, good, good, this is it. You know, like, we can make it... Or do you ever, like, read, like, the, the wrong horoscope... And you're like, this is so me. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's Sagittarius. Never mind. So, you know, I mean, and it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's, as a poet, I love archetypes. And I think, you know, astrology can be looked at in terms of archetypes and symbolism. But in terms of, like, do not sign that paperwork now or, like, you know, love will come to you on Wednesday or that sort of shit, I'm like, mm the stars are a little too vast for our to, for us to be able to, like, manipulate all that shit, you know? But, like, you know, but I am sort of, like, this one of those lapsed Catholics who still believes in hell. Like, if somebody's in it, like, I will probably ask you what you're... I will probably know, um, you know, like, what sign you are within, like, you know, an hour of meeting you. And I'll never forget, like, what sign you are. I forget people's names all the fucking time. I even forget faces. I might... I always think I have that thing where, like... There's, like, a thing where people forget people's faces. It's, like, an actual, I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing I'm a Jew. But I I forget faces. I forget names. I won't forget a sign. And, like, you know, yeah. So I do write these horoscopes. But I have to tell you, the ones that I write, really each one could be applicable to anyone. Sometimes I'll write them, and then I'm like, okay, this is Gemini. Okay, this is Capricorn for the month, you know. Like, I wouldn't give a Sagittarius something necessarily about like you need to get out more you know like I I do you know I use the archetypes of the signs and I I know them to my core but like if some when people say like do you believe in astrology I'm just like astrology is bullshit and also real you know that's that's kind of how I see it kind of like everything you know like kind of like everything 
so, but in terms of the elements, um, in terms of the elements, I think, I mean, I love fire. I'm also, like, really terrified of fire. Like, fire is, um, death by fire is, like, has always been a, well, because it's not, it's not a quick one. Are there any, is there any death by element that's quick? Like, I guess, what, like, air, like, plane crash? Mm, Not that quick. Um, Also, like, suffocating? No, don't like that one. Um, Death by fire? Mm Mm-mm, not into it. Death by drowning? I mean, if I don't have to... I heard that it's very peaceful, but, like, I know... I think that's only after, like, the first, like, ten minutes of hell. Or however long. So, no. Um, And then what's the other one? Earth. Yeah, I don't really... I don't know. I don't know if I want to be, like, buried. I mean, I think... I think I want to be cremated. I'm pretty sure I want to be cremated. Like, it just kind of seems... To be buried in a cemetery seems sort of like... I don't know. It's like an illusion. Like, at some point... Like, unless you're, like, fucking Oscar Wilde at Père Lachaise. And, like, even then. Like, at some point, you know, like... It's gonna... Like, the shit's gonna get dug up or washed away. So it's like, why the illusion of permanence? Um, you know, and I, and if you want a place for like your family and friends to gather, um, I don't know, you get cremated and you like sprinkle the ashes somewhere. I think I want, my husband was like, do, can we, like, can we be buried next to each other or whatever or like have our ashes together? And I was like, well, can we do like, <laughs> I was like, can we do, like, like, I want to be cremated. I definitely want to, like, divide. Like, I don't just want my ashes all in one place. I was like, can we, like, yes, but, like, can I only have, like, half of mine? And, like, the other half I want to, like, spread. You know, because I feel like it might get, like, I don't know. Like, I I might get a little claustrophobic. Like, I'm a person who needs a lot of space, you know? So I was like, mm, like, I love you. Let's do, like, half the ashes. And then, like, the other half, like, need to go about their business. Um, no, but I mean, I'm not super precious about, about that stuff. I d- really, honestly, do, like, I do think about my funeral sometimes, though. But I'm glad I don't have to, I'm not going to have to be there for it. Because, like, I hate, I don't like throwing parties. Like, anytime I've had a party, I just get, I feel crazy. I'm just like, is anyone going to come? Like, I'm very, I, I never have a good time. Um, except for when I was, like, still drinking and using. And even then, I would just, like, for me, like... I just, it's like I, like, there's no, there's not enough, you know what I'm saying? Enough is, like, when I'm passed out and, like, everyone lets themselves out. Like, that's, you know, that a good time for me is being, like, unconscious. A good time for me is being, like, out of my body, you know? Like, being, like, dead, basically. That's, like, a good time. So, actually, my funeral might be the best party because it's, like, I'll be dead. Um, I don't have to be conscious of what's going on. Um, and I don't really have to control it, you know? Like, I don't have to be like, oh, I can't believe he's not coming. Like, none of that. Um, Because I do think about it. I think about my funeral. But but it's like, yeah, I'm not going to have to. It's going to be good, actually. I think it's going to be really nice. um, Because I'm not going to have to deal. It'll be like the first party that I, like, really enjoy. So, that's cool. Um... I wonder how much of this laughing cow cheese I'm actually going to eat. Like, am I going to eat the whole wheel? Like, it has been done. I have done it. Um, I've been putting it a lot lately on these 
hundred cal English muffins. Like I'll put like two triangles in the middle and then like squish the English muffin down onto it. Um, and I'll usually eat that like standing over the sink or like huddled in the corner like a rat. I love to eat. I love to eat in like transitional moments. Like I don't like to actually like sit down with like a plate. Like I, I, I like to sort of like, I think it's, it's also the way I like to write too. Like I like to, I don't like to sit down at a desk and write. I write when I like prefer to write when I'm like not supposed to be writing. Um, you know, like dictating in my car or like even when I'm like out for a run and I'll be like dictating and I'm like vagina and I'm like on Montana Avenue running in like a fancy neighborhood and like the MILFs are like looking at me and I'm like vagina but um yeah but I like to eat sort of off like off the cuff like I don't I don't like to sit down and eat I like to eat in bed um every night I eat my halo top with cereal which has now morphed actually I've been doing halo top with pretzels like mini pretzels um like 20 mini pre- 20 Snyder's mini pretzels or 17 rolled gold mini pretzels. Um, I prefer the rolled gold, but, you know, not always accessible. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I like to do that sort of in bed and then just let sort of, like, the food and life be flowing, like, seamlessly kind of into one another. I guess the thing about sitting down at a table with plates and stuff is like then there's like a lot of pressure and a lot of like focus on what I'm doing and maybe I'm afraid that if I'm focusing I'll like kind of realize that I'm like my eating habits are really fucking weird whereas if it's off the cuff it's just like oh this is like totally excusable um you know like it's fine um and like I don't have to really be present um because I like, well, it's weird because when I think about like the word, like everyone's, ta- people are talking a lot right now about, what is it? Not being present. It's um, con- not consciousness, which I also don't really love. Consciousness, not my fave. Um, much would, pref- would much prefer to just like go to sleep and like, um, you know, but, but, oh, mindfulness. That's like mindfulness seems like it I guess it got co-opted by like the startups or something and like now it's being like you know the the market the mindfulness industrial complex um so when I hear the word mindfulness or when I hear like being present I'm like ew like I'd rather just like escape into a fantasy but I actually my meditation practice is like often I'm just like thank you fucking god for this like just to have a a place to go that is just like silence and I mean obviously you know there's oftentimes like a lot of thoughts going on in my head and and that's which is fine you know that's totally fine like people will say oh I'm a bad meditator because I'm always thinking and it's like no maybe that's just like you that's like clearing out all the shit that needs to like detoxify and clear out um and it's like I don't know it's so great to have just, like, a place to go that is, like, totally quiet. And also in a way that, like, nobody can take away from you. You know, like I've said before on the show that, like, all I've ever wanted is something that is, like, infinite, 
infinitely my like infinite and like mine you know and won't have like repercussions like that I can just have as much as something delicious that I can have as much as I want of and like meditation is definitely um has recently felt like one of those things it doesn't always I mean you know it's like any practice and any relationship long-term relationship like you go through phases and like I definitely um you know there were a couple years where I was in this place where it was just like I was really every time I meditated like only thinking about Twitter and like getting on my phone and that was why I did did some um education in it and and sort of learned a modality as opposed to just the Melissa Broder method I was doing before for the first 10 years which was like um you know uh basically a cobbled together like like a couple of things I had learned like from YouTube um and sort of just like paying attention to the breath and um it's it's weird the paying attention to the breath I like that now I meditate with a mantra because the breath always felt to me like like if meditation is in some ways I mean it's about being present I guess and not like missing your whole life and about that pause which is so important you know like not being like it gives me like I go from being like a 90 like a like a hundred percent I'd say like compulsive like impulsive person to maybe like a 97 percent you know like I'm not looking for enlightenment it's more just about like it gives me that like template of pause like if I pause like that a little in the morning I like know that it's possible it's even like within my sort of palette throughout the day I'm like oh yeah I can pause I mean I don't you know and and it's it's really about 97 percent but I feel like that like two percent difference or three percent difference is like can really like save my life but I always thought that like the breathing thing is weird because I'm like, but, and same within yoga too, because I'm like, but when I'm like on my deathbed and that's when I'm, and I like really need the meditation to like calm me down and like just, um, you know, I want to kind of have something to like tether myself to, especially if I'm feeling like really frightened, which I'm assuming that since I've been like you know, it'll be like she died as she lived. Like, since I've been, like, frightened most of my life, I can't imagine that I'm going to be just like, oh, I'm dying. Great, you know. But it's like, how do you focus on your breath when you're, like, running out of breath? So, like, I, I like that I have this mantra, you know, that I can go to. Cause, because if you're, like, not able to breathe, like, how do you... I feel like focusing on my breath, like, it's just, like, all those breathing exercises they've tried to teach you during panic attacks, and you're like, this is only making things worse. Um, you know, like all the breathing exercises for panic attacks never work for me because then I'm just like focusing way too much on the breathing, you know, and then I start to like, I'm like, am I breathing? Like, is this like, is, is this happening without me or like, do I need to focus and make myself breathe? Like it just, I need to focus actually less on my breathing. I think, um, the more I focus on my breathing, the more I feel like I'm like, I can't breathe. Um, but recently there was somebody said to me, I was talking about dying. I was in a car. It was actually when I was in the Berkshires and I was riding around with a couple of the writers and um, the guy who who um, owns this company I work for, who's a lovely man, and we were talking about dying and death. Um, and somebody was saying that they were they felt surprised. They had a very close relationship with their mother, and they felt surprised that their mother hadn't tried to contact them after death. Um, and we got, we got on the subject of death and dying and I, 
um, you know, and I was talking about like my that my like my downness with death, that I'm cool with death, but like that I'm I don't I don't want to like I'm scared of the the suffering, the dying. And this one guy, um, the owner of the company, was like, I'm actually I bet it's gonna be really cool. He was like, I bet it's gonna be like you know the grand exit, and it's like he's he he kind of believes that like well if like if this is something that happens to everyone like wouldn't sort of like he'd like to think that like it's going to be super cool and like that we're sort of there's like I mean obviously there are like they talk about scientifically there are like systems in place where like certain chemicals are relieved are released to like ease the suffering like that happens naturally but also just like that you know if 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 the experience of life, like, he, I guess he sees the experience of life as something really cool, um, and so he, he also sees that death will be really, he thinks death, the, the dying process, um, you know, it's like this grand moment, and it was weird, like, for, for that car ride, I sort of, and then the car got really quiet, and it was just like this beautiful silence, and I was like, can I just live in this, um, and in that time, on that car ride, for a moment, I was able to kind of borrow his philosophy. And I was like, what if it is really fucking cool? Like, what if it is, you know, that moment? Because there are those moments, like I talked about last week with the peeing in the Starbucks cup. There are those moments where you're, like, alone with yourself. Like, really alone with yourself. And it's, like, good. You know? Like, it's, like, real good. Um, I mean, I love to be alone, but when I say I love to be alone, most of the time it means that I'm, like, completely distracted by the internet. Like, I'm not really by myself. I'm just, like, online doing my thing or, like, trying to achieve or accomplish something, whether it's, like, a beauty ritual or exercise or um, an accomplishment or um, pleasure or, like... You know, just trying to, like, distract, I guess, from, like, the beingness with myself. But but there are those moments, like the pee in the cup moment, where it was, like, you know, where it's, like, it's just, you're one with shit, you know? I guess that's what they might describe as mindfulness, you know? Like, you're really, you're really there. And um, so I was, like, oh, yeah, maybe, like, it'll be one of those moments. But I don't know. I mean, I, like, then I got out of the car, and then I, like... Um, went back to the hotel and I sort of felt like a little haunted and then just like immediately had to like distract myself with like bullshit on the internet and like you know do a name search on Twitter and like check to see like what you know what was being said about me I guess to like prove that I was alive or I don't know if it was whether I wanted to like feel you know like unbearable lightness of being like whether I wanted to make was I whether I was trying to make like existence heavier and more tangible because I felt um sort of in touch with with my own mortality in that moment or whether I was just like trying to distract with bullshit maybe some kind of hybrid you know um so it didn't last but it was it was really cool to hear that perspective um in that moment because I was like maybe it is good like what if it is what if it is this this like the curtains, right? Um, I mean, I don't remember my birth. Um, from what I, considering that I've been trying to like get back into the womb for like my entire life and just be like kind of knocked out. Like I just want to be a like, I just want to be like in an amniotic sack. 
like that's sort of I think like all of my like strivings to like quiet my mind and just like um not feel it's like just I've just wanted to get back to the womb so considering that I can't imagine that birth was like that was that grand of an entrance maybe it was a grand entrance but I don't know that I enjoyed it very much I was born two weeks late because I was just like because who the fuck like wants to like I knew I was like enjoy it while you can baby because out there it's gonna be cold and there's gonna be some very bright lights um and you're gonna have to like figure out how to survive and then you're gonna get like really obsessed with survival and like you're gonna like all of your survival mechanisms are gonna like kind of become out of proportion and you'll like develop really weird coping mechanisms that you like think you need to survive but like actually and maybe you do on some psychological level when you're young but then like when you get older they'll just be like actually extraneous and like the things that like hurt you and are making you miserable but like you'll still think you need to hold on to them and like you know dear you know people write letters like it's like if I could write a letter to my younger self for me it's like if I could write a letter to me as a fetus it's just like just like maybe stay in there even longer you know like because it's I I knew you know I, I had a feeling and so um so I stayed in there an extra two weeks also maybe I didn't want to be a Leo maybe I was like eh like I don't know like I mean I Leo's a lot of Leo's that I know have like big hearts but um you know, also, I don't know, I feel like they're, like, um, it's, I, I just, I was, like, maybe, maybe I just was, like, mm, don't want to be a Leo, see, there it is, the astrology, um, I believe, and I don't believe, um, so anyway, that's about it for today's episode, I'm kind of, like, why do I even do these, like, what's, what's the, why am I even doing these? Um, and now I'm like, am I doing them because I enjoy, I do kind of enjoy it. I also am doing it because I like feel, I guess, compelled to like see it through. I'm like, now I have a shot cast. So, um, but I'm like, like why? Like sometimes I catch myself doing it and I'm just like, what are you, like, what are you doing here with your, with your laughing cow cheese and your, um, talking about nothing, at least like, you know, I'm talking about myself most of the time on these, on the show, but I have to say, um, I, you know, it's like, at least I'm not delivering a hot takes on the world around me. Like, I kind of think I'm like, well, I'm staying in my lane, that's for sure. You know, I'm staying in my lane. So I'm delivering sort of lukewarm takes on, on what it's like to exist as this human rather than sort of diagnosing the world around me based on my own opinions. So I guess there's something to be said for that. This is me trying to make myself feel better about just being like, what are you doing? So, uh, anywho, on that note, um, I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.